0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. From the manger, newborn light shines in glory through the night. Darkness there no more resides. In this light, faith now abides. What was it that shone from the manger? We depict the birth of Jesus in our art and songs as, in as beautiful a way as we can even with light shining from the face of the Christ child. And this is fitting. It is fitting that we be t- depicted so, because that child born for us to be our Savior is himself the light of the world. He is very God of very God, and very light of very light. He is the eternal Word of God, of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made. It was the little Lord Jesus asleep on the hay, who first created light by commanding it to shine. What didn't exist obeyed him who always existed by coming into existence when he told it to. Amazing. The creator of light now lies in a manger to bring the light of salvation to all men. How else should newborn light depicted, But it is, of course, only artistic expression to depict his face shining bright. It is a good expression inasmuch as it confesses who Jesus is as true God and true man. But we know that when he was born and wrapped in swaddling clothes and laid in a manger, such visuals were not seen. Nothing was to be seen other than what could be seen in the scene described by St. Luke the Evangelist, The scene described exactly as it was by the angel to the shepherds, a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. But it was more than a mere scene. It was a sign. It was a lowly sign. But being lowly, it was lovely. And being ordinary is what made it such a powerful and comforting sign. For the sign agreed with the message delivered. Not that the message was ordinary. No, it was so extraordinary that it can only be received when wrapped as it was in very subordinary appearance. <clears throat> For here, contained in the harmless baby, was the glory of God. Find it nowhere else. The glory of God is here, precisely by being nothing more to see. It was a sign that God had come to do no harm. How else should God's glory be displayed? Well, consider how else it was displayed. Consider the preciousness of this sign that promised precisely not to be much to see. For before the sign was given, the glory of the Lord had indeed just recently been quite clearly seen. In fact, it was too much to see. For the shepherds were sore afraid. The glory of the Lord, which was only dimly reflected by one angel, was enough to bring the shepherds to the ground in abject terror. This is what the glory of the Lord does. It exposes sin. How exactly does it expose sin? Well, for one, simply by stark contrast, I suppose, angels are holy and reflect the holiness of God, whom they serve. Men are sinners and reflect the corruption of their nature, which they serve. This stark contrast surely strikes terror, but it is more. Consider also the brightness of this glory and recall how God first called light out of darkness. He spoke and the darkness fled. He spoke and the darkness stopped hiding what was underneath it. God spoke, and the darkness no longer hid the chaos and disorder, but the chaos and disorder stood exposed and naked before God, for God to set right. And so the glory of the Lord exposes also what we cover in ourselves. We cover with smiles and politeness. We cover with persuasive attempts to hide our evil thoughts and unseemly desires with outward good works and expressions. But only a lying conscience thinks that this is sufficient for true peace with God. It works just fine, of course, when we stand only to be judged by one another. In fact, it is quite good for maintaining peace among people who have enough good manners to do the same, to hide our baser and more shameful thoughts, and to present ourselves in good light to each other. Don't we tell our children not to say everything that comes to mind? Hide your thoughts. We even tell them to close their mouths when they chew. Cover what isn't polite to show other people. The created light of day exposes plenty, so we cover it. This is as it should be. It's courteous and polite to hide from one another the jealousies and judgments and suspicions that are nobody's business. This is how social peace and harmony are maintained. But the uncreated light of the ancient of days, when his glory shines more brightly than the sun, he exposes what is deeper within us. It is a different sort of light that reveals to everyone's conscience that sin which can no longer be hidden. God sees it. Through the fig leaves he sees it. His glory exposes it. His law condemns it. His brightness reveals all other social and good-mannered coverings as mere darkness that is sent to flight by the light of his glorious word. His glory uncovers sin. It was not blinding light that scared the shepherds. It was not blinding at all. It was the opposite of blinding. It gave sight and vision to what man is all too skilled at hiding and ignoring. In a moment, as the reflected glory of the Lord shone round about them, they saw what God could see all the time. They saw what they would have rather kept hidden. They saw in each other, these shepherds, what they had hidden from one another. The glory of God meant God's judgment. They were afraid. They were afraid because they were ashamed of what they saw, of what God saw, of what the angel saw. But the angel didn't come to see. The angel came to show. He came to show them their God who comes himself not to expose and damn, but to cover And save, he comes to sinners and to no one else. The angel responded to the shepherd's fright with the same message that he spoke also to our dear Mary, who went through the same experience as they. Fear not. Do not be afraid of God. He isn't coming to hurt you. He is already here, in fact, to save you. The angel couldn't help but reflect the all-exposing glory of God, before whose presence he stood. But he came bringing good news of God himself who could help it, and did. Who was indeed able to hide his glory so as not to hurt or harm anybody. He was born to hide this glory in humility. God, who did no wrong, whose thoughts were pure, who did nothing to hurt anybody, but only help and provide all things, he who had nothing to be ashamed of at all, in order to make peace with those who were entirely to blame, came in humility and hid his glory. He came as a servant in poverty and lowliness and unnoticed by any of the high and mighty He came revealing a glory greater than what reflected from the angel he sent. He came revealing the highest glory in heaven by hiding the glory that exposes sin. He hid it in order to teach us where we are to find glory that we need not ever be afraid of. It is the glory of God in the highest where God makes peace with us. And what a precious sign this was. What precious proof that the God they sought, the Savior that was promised to them, the glory that God said would one day fill the earth, that all which they had been warned to expect and told to put their hope in through countless generations was indeed as unthreatening and harmless as God had sworn himself to be. No greater sign could prove how good-willed and harmless and peace-loving God has always been than this sign of a harmless baby in a manger. What greater sign could we have either? By water, the world was destroyed and all sinners drowned. But by water, eight souls were rescued in the ark. A picture for us of the Holy Church where glory to God is given in peace on earth is proclaimed. So now by water, harmless water in harmless quantity and simple application, we find the proof of God's kindness and gentleness. We find him who comes to us not to destroy but to save. We find where he gives our conscience a better answer than whatever terror the shepherds felt. We are told not to be afraid but to find in this sign the birth we need. For in our baptism, we are called back to and joined to the birth we celebrate tonight, the harmless birth, the birth that was so joyously nothing more to see, much like baptism itself, except that by being so little to see, it confirmed God's desire not to hurt or harm. The shepherds had all they needed, therefore, For they heard the glad tidings of great joy, which was for them and for all people. Unto them and unto us was born a Savior. Do not be afraid. Why? God takes all reason to be afraid away. His Son is given to us to bear all wrath, to answer for all our sin, to give His life into bitter death for us, and to bring us back to God. Here is the greatest glory of God in the highest not where the sky splits open to expose your hearts, but where heaven and earth are reconciled by the blood of God, where the goodwill of uncreated light shines into hearts which have exposed themselves to their maker in order to give us peace with God who loves us. In the beginning, the first light created and spoken by God exposed emptiness, chaos, disorder, but that was good. God got right to work in fixing it and giving it order and beauty. Let there be, let there be, let there be, and God saw that it was good. Now, the light of God's holy law exposes disorder, chaos, and hearts filled with all sorts of sins on account of which his beautiful world was cursed. But the greatest glory is not where he fixes it with thou shalt, thou shalt, thou shalt, until we become good enough in God's sight for him to call us good. No, God speaks a better word, a more effective and calmer word. He speaks a word not that gives order to chaos, but that overcomes the curse. He speaks a word that tells us who it is who bears our sin and forgives it. He doesn't come to fix us and set us straight. He comes to save us by telling it straight. For to you is born a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. He sends his word to become flesh and directs us to what he sees. He sees perfect beauty, perfect order, perfect holiness. He sees his Son, born to take our sins away and to make us fellow heirs with him of eternal life. He tells us to look, so look. Look at what God sees when he looks at you. He never turns away from what he tells you to look at too. See the sign of the babe born to be your savior. See the sign of the water that washes you. See the child grow in wisdom and stature and teach you. See him bear your sin. See pure, divine love from God, where He accepts his son's sacrifice and raises his little boy become a man, but always his son back to life again in order to give you life again. See what God has proven, contains the highest glory, where you are raised up by these simple, but powerful words. Don't be afraid. The highest glory we can offer to God, therefore, is to believe what he says, to listen to it. Look for God's glory, not where you straighten up and present yourself good enough for what the light may yet reveal. No, look for God's glory where the very light of light takes all that his light exposes into himself to give you peace. Darkness there no more abide resides. He bears it all. In this light, faith now abides. The reflected glory of one angel brought the shepherds to their knees. The reflected glory of a hundred thousand angels caused them to rejoice and run to see the sign that they were told about. What changed? The gospel changes everything. They ran to see the baby Jesus because the peace and pardon that that baby was born to win was already given to them in the sermon they just heard. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. What glory can then make you tremble? What truth that is too high for you, that humbles you, can make you afraid to learn more? What can be exposed in your heart that you have not already exposed to God in sincere repentance and prayer? Confess it, dear Christians. Confess it, dear sinners, for whom God was born. Confess to God in your heart tonight. Confess it to him who does you and means you no harm. Confess it to him who shines light that enlightens you by comforting you with divine peace and favor. What crookedness, What chaos, what sin, rebellion, regret in your heart does God not already see? But what has Christ not borne away on the cross? What has he not buried in the grave and washed off of you in your baptism? What mercy will he not show to you? Oh, believe it, seek it. Find in his manger the life you need, the birth you need, the ark that contains the fullness of God's glory and that has room for all his children who long for peace and rest. His command is to come. See the sign that cannot hurt you, a sign that will not impress the world, but that saves you. Our newborn light of light commands faith where there was none and brightens whatever has grown dim. By telling us not to be afraid of God. And we obey as the light that didn't exist once obeyed. With joyful hearts at what he has created us to be. In Jesus' holy name, amen. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding shall guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto eternal life. Amen. We continue with the lighting